following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I am really thrilled to have today with me Colin Tipping, author of Radical Forgiveness. This is a revolutionary five-stage process to heal relationships, let go of anger and blame, and find peace in any situation. Indeed, the victim archetype is deeply ingrained within all of us. And for much of time, our victimhood plays out in so many aspects of our lives, convincing us that this is the human condition. So often we project those stories onto other people, creating continuous blame and shame and never truly resolving the issue of truth at hand, which is spiritual in nature. The work that Colin Tipping has created is profoundly impactful to individuals. I urge you to pick up this book, and as you hear this interview, I am certain that you're going to hear concepts that are radically different than perhaps what you have understood, but they will also radically shift your life. So I'd like to welcome Colin Tipping to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Colin. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here. This is really a powerful book and powerful concepts, and I think it it starts off so powerfully because you, in the first place, help the reader to understand that we start off in a place of victimhood, that that really is where we all are. How important is it to truly understand that that's where we begin? I think it's essential. Uh, I think with, with anything like this that you always need to start where you are, and then progress forward to where you need to be. So in forgiveness, of course, you're in a place of unforgiveness. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in a state of upset. So it's very important um, when we do the radical forgiveness process that we honor the victim's story right from the word go and say, yes, this happened, and it hurt. And this, these are the circumstances under which it happened that shouldn't have happened and so on. So in other words... The victim's story has to be told and has to be honored and has to be witnessed and validated. Only then can we move forward and, and uh, make progress in, in terms of the forgiveness process. But you're right, it's, it's, it's crucial. And you very much throughout the book have the underlying theme that we are attracting and creating or magnetizing is a word you use quite a bit through the book those experiences and situations to us. And so by by doing this work and allowing ourselves to first understand that the victimhood exists, when we really do the work to spiritually liberate ourselves, you say that we magnetize ourselves away from the victimhood. So we can magnetize in either direction. 
That's correct, and and the magnetizing force is what I call our spiritual intelligence. You see, uh, the way I look at it is that we have three forms of intelligence, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And when it comes to doing this work, we're, we're drawing upon uh, that the, the spiritual intelligence part of us, which we're not normally aware of, um, but that it's the part of us that knows how to heal and knows why we're here and knows why we have created these circumstances. And we've created these circumstances as a way of healing our soul or healing our spirit, whichever, however you want to put that, and that, um, that our, our spiritual intelligence will choose the moment to bring some circumstance to us or some person to us who will give us an experience that will offer us the opportunity to heal something within us, both at the human level and the spiritual level. So the idea of radical forgiveness then is that everything happens for a reason. There are no accidents. And that um, what happens to us is for our highest and best at the spiritual level. And that we have agreed to pull these experiences in and we've enrolled people to help us and these look at on first sight at the from a victim perspective that these people are our enemies but when you look at it from the spiritual point of view uh what we get to see is that these people are there for us and and uh, bringing us the experiences that we've asked for and, and victimhood can happen in a lot of different ways. Um, it, it can happen with strangers and different experiences in our lives that, that seem totally unrelated to us. But most often the, the victimhood that we experience can be from people that are the closest to us. Mm-hmm. But yet the, you're saying those people have come into that place to really help us in some way. Yes, and, and these, these can be people that we're uh, in very close contact with all the time, like our spouses or co-workers, but they can also be people who just come into our life for brief moments, perhaps even in the grocery store, um, that will give us an opportunity to feel our feelings, which is another essential step in the, in the forgiveness process, is to actually feel the victimhood, um, and then to move beyond it through, through recognizing that this person uh, was offering some sort of a healing opportunity. We never know what it is or seldom know what it is. But what we find with radical forgiveness is if we just open to that possibility that all relationships are there to offer us the opportunity to grow and to learn and to heal, then uh, then it works. It, it's, it doesn't require a lot of belief or, or um, commitment to the ideas and concepts. All it requires is that you just be open to them as possibilities, and use the tools that we have provided and, for it. And this is this really is not a very complicated process. This actually, particularly in reading through the book, it's quite simplified. Um, um, it sometimes almost too simple when you look back upon having mm-hmm. done it. But yet, it's so profound. Well, uh, I often say, you know, the one thing that I didn't do right, I shot myself in the foot by making it so simple that it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, people say, well, it, surely it can't work just by doing a little worksheet or listening to the 13 steps on on, on the CD. Uh, but then I said, well, you try it, see what see what happens. And then when they tried, they said, you know what, I feel different. This this has shifted something in me. So the simplicity that is that it bypasses the the mental side of us. We don't have to analyze. We don't have to understand. We don't have to figure everything out or be smart. Uh, it just seems to work energetically. 
So using these tools uh, of radical forgiveness helps us to um, to shift that energy. That's and that's why it's virtually instantaneous, and why it doesn't take a, an enormous amount of effort. And it can be as simple as it is. Well, and as simple as it is, it really does work. Otherwise, you would not have sold more than 100,000 copies in the U.S., and it certainly wouldn't be an international bestseller as it right. is. So people really do need to go and pick up this book. It, it is deeply, deeply uh, profound. One of and, the it key is, points... uh, and it is very practical. I mean, that's uh, the two things I wanted to do with this book and the whole process, because you know, we do workshops around the world on it, but two things were one that is simple, and you just mentioned that one, but the other is that it's practical. And it offers people a way to do it, which uh, which is very uncommon. And what I also liked is you start the book off in a very significant way, and that is with sharing a very personal story of members of your family and going into detail of how this process was introduced to your sister and how she slowly allowed herself to open up to the concepts and ultimately experienced healing not only of herself but of a relationship. And I don't want to go into the story because it is such a powerful story. People need to read it themselves. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to go into how important sometimes it is um, to hear things in a certain way because so often there, you know, there's so many teachers out there that are really teaching us about different concepts, really trying to help us as human beings evolve and, and get to a place of, of divinehood that we really are. And sometimes it has to be heard in certain words, and oftentimes we have to identify with a situation or a story. Talk about what that experience was like for you in seeing a family member witness the awakening of this work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, um, this is about my sister, Jill, and her marriage was very close to to breakdown. And it, as you said, you know, we really haven't got time to go into the whole detail of the story, but, but she was ready to, to uh, ditch this relationship. It was too painful. And so I spent quite a long time with her listening to the story, and she told it over and over again. <laughs> and uh, but I was just there to to listen and to and to offer you know ordinary advice on how this might change and so on. And then at a certain point, when I felt she was ready, and this is the crucial thing with radical forgiveness, you do have to wait till the person's ready to hear it. I said to her, "Are you willing to see it differently? Would you be open to a different interpretation of what's happened?" And of course, she said, "Well, how can there be another interpretation?" I said, "Well, let me." Let me try it. Let me just put something to you. So then, at that point, then I said, you know, that uh, that what is happening is is for you to um, experience this situation so that you can heal a core negative belief. And her core negative belief was, of course, I'm not good enough for any man. And that uh, and that had been her experience most of her life, and it dated back to her her own father, who who she perceived didn't love her in the way that she thought she needed to be loved. Very common this this kind of belief that people get when they're very young, um, and it was being played out in this current situation with her marriage. So we went through the idea of radical forgiveness and so on. And it took her a long time to to really get it and to understand it but then all of a sudden she got it that it that it was something that she had she had created this experience for herself that she was responsible for her own life and responsible for everything that was happening under these circumstances 
and that it was up to her to now shift her energy and see what happened. You know, there was no promises here. We didn't know whether it was going to change the marriage situation or not, but it did. Um, as soon as she decided that it was her uh, creation, this situation, it was a healing opportunity for her to heal that core negative belief, which was false, by the way, because I know enough about my father to know that he did love her, but it was a false belief that she had developed. And um, uh, from that, uh, she went back to, to the marriage, and within a couple of weeks, everything was back to normal. The behavior that, that her husband had exhibited at the time that was upsetting to her just simply disappeared because the purpose for it was over now, because she had healed that belief. And they've been married, happily married ever since. Now, that was, oh, I don't know, 18 years ago, 16, 18 years ago. And uh, we saved that marriage uh, through radical forgiveness. But the point I think you were wanting me to make was we had to very, very gently make the transition from ordinary um, therapy, if you want to call it that, to radical forgiveness. And that, that is a very key point because we have to be gentle enough with ourselves to realize that we are where we are until we're not. We really are in that place until we move. And some other things that, that came up as you were talking for me were when we shift our beliefs, our thinking, our feelings about a situation, automatically what is surrounding us will shift. It energetically Absolutely. will help the other people to shift into where they need to be, whether they're conscious of it or not. Yeah, it's all unconscious. Uh, but the other person is doing that uh, in order to help the other, help the, the the person heal. So once that uh, once that purpose has been uh, fulfilled, then there's no need for that behavior to continue. And as they allow that person to heal, they're also becoming our mirror. I am today with Colin Tipping, the creator of Radical Forgiveness. You can find out more about his work at RadicalForgiveness.com. This is a revolutionary leading-edge technology for your own personal and spiritual growth, and I urge you to look up his website to access this book because there is powerful healing that will occur. He will be featured in the 1111 Magazine issue in March, April of 2010, so you can Pick that up at your local Barnes & Noble, and we will be right back to speak a little bit more with Colin Tipping. Your online community for positive change. 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Awakened media for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. For years, studies have shown that health benefits of forgiveness from lowering blood pressure and diminishing chronic pain to relieving depression, to reducing stress, and raising the overall quality of one's relationships in life. But for most people, forgiveness remains out of reach. Traditional forgiveness, the kind most of us were brought up with, is usually seen as very slow and very difficult to achieve. It typically takes 20 years to forgive a serious transgression. But someone that can forgive more readily is often thought or unusually skilled or perhaps even a saint. However, through a wonderful book and wonderful work called Radical Forgiveness, developed by Colin Tipping in this amazing book, you can take some very simple tools, some wonderful worksheets, and some steps and truly integrate into your own life a process to help you radically forgive and radically shift your life. I'm really thrilled to have Colin Tipping on 1111 Talk Radio, and we were talking about the story that you have in the book about uh, your sister and an experience she went through. It's a wonderful introduction to this work, and I think just that chapter in itself would shift many people in their way of thinking and way of looking at a situation. Colin, I'd like to bring up a couple of points that I really highlighted as I was going through your book, and one particular one was there's a whole lot more happening beneath the reality, that perhaps we don't perceive anything else going on because our five senses are inadequate to the task, but that doesn't mean it's occurring. Our five senses can't really grasp everything that's going on. It really is much deeper. Yes, and, and that, uh, that refers back to what I was saying in the first segment, that, uh, that this doesn't involve the mental uh, intelligence side of us, our intellectual side. Um, it is a spiritual technology, as I call it, uh, and it calls upon that that mental or psychic phenomena that we have, uh, the spiritual intelligence, and, and works from there. And so um, that's the part that's operative in radical forgiveness. And, um, you know, picking up on, on, on your introduction there, you know, radical forgiveness does everything or asks of us everything that traditional forgiveness asks of us in terms of compassion and understanding and tolerance and mercy, all those things that we bring to the forgiveness process. But it goes one giant step further, and this is what makes it radical, and that's the part that says, okay, this happened, but it happened for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but I know that I co-created it, 
with this other person and with spirit, and that my spiritual intelligence created it for me so that I could learn and grow through that experience. So that's the, that's the big step. That's the radical step that goes, goes so far beyond what traditional forgiveness offers. Let me repeat what you just said. The, the biggest hurdle is allowing ourselves to realize that we participated in the creation of this so-called story or victimhood, that this is part of a spiritual co-creation to help us learn and grow through something. Right. Is that what you were, you were saying? Exactly. And there, and there is a tool that I use that really uses that idea. And this is the only tool with radical forgiveness that you can use in the very moment that something happens. I call it the four-step emergency process. Um, and, it's, and, and the four steps are, are as follows. When something really happens, like somebody rear-ends you in the car or something like that, the first thing you say is, oh, my goodness, look what I've created, which uh, speaks to that point that we have just talked about. And then the second step in that four-step process is to say, I notice my feelings and my judgments, but I love myself anyway, which recognizes the human aspect of us. And then the third step is the radical forgiveness step, which is to say to yourself, I am willing to see the perfection in this situation. And then the fourth step is I choose peace. So that's a four-step process that, um, that, I, that I always like to give out on radio programs because it's something that people can remember and use in the future uh, to, to help them to make that transition from victimhood into a state of peacefulness very, very quickly. And that willingness part... If someone really doesn't want to do the work to forgive and they really just can't let go of a situation, that's okay, too. It's, it's still another choice, but they're allowing themselves to stay in a place where they're going to create the same scenario again and again. And I think you yes. point that out in the book very, very well. Yes, and I'd like to honor that. If people are not ready to move into this, uh, this new paradigm, then uh, they're not ready. And so if that's, if that's where they are, then I honor it. But I know uh, that once you've pointed out to them that, that uh, if they look back at their life, they'll see how they've re created this situation many times before and that there is a pattern and that once they realize that there is a pattern there, there's a part of themselves that goes, well, <laughs> maybe, there's, uh, maybe something else is going on here. So they become more open to it. And then when something else happens that's very similar, then, then that's the point when they say, hey, something is going on here. Let me look back at that radical forgiveness idea and see whether this is really happening. And all of those relationships and experiences and those, those places that look like we're being victimized, they really are, as you say, to take us back to some original pain or yeah. an original toxic belief that stopped us from becoming our true selves. And so when something happens, is it beneficial to go back and say, when did this first happen in my life, or what is this reminding me of at, at a certain stage? Is, is that part of the process as well? It's not a necessary process. It's an interesting uh, part of it because there's, the, the, it awakens us to the possibility that there must be something going on that's beyond just our normal five-sensory interpretation of life. But the, the thing I love most about radical forgiveness is that it doesn't require you to go and dig up the past because what is happening to you now is a reflection of every time this has happened to you before. So you may have, have had today some little irritating event 
that was, say, a, some sort of a betrayal or abandonment. Um, and normally you would consider that to be just a minor irritation and you, and, and you berate yourself for getting upset about it. But what it really is is another run of those opportunities. And if you do a worksheet on that one opportunity today, that one irritation around betrayal, then what you have done actually is, is begun a process of um, cleaning out all the betrayals of this nature that's ever happened to you before. So there's, and there's no need to know, to know or to analyze what the original pain was. Colin, when we clear out and truly forgive a particular pattern or type of situation, does that eliminate that from happening again in our lives, or does it just allow us to recognize more clearly when something similar is about to happen? Uh, actually, yes to both of those. Um, it does clear it out, or if it, if it doesn't clear it out totally, it reduces the energy attached to it dramatically so that when it does happen again and you find yourself getting irritated or angry, the, 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 the thing is, that is most likely to happen is that you'll notice your anger, your, your, uh, your irritation as if it was an old habit. And you say, uh-oh, here I go again. That's another, another little trigger for me. There must be some energy left on this. Let me do a worksheet on that. Or let me listen to the 13-step CD so that I can com- completely clear this out. See, some of these old wounds, they're, they're, they're deep wounds. So we can't expect one worksheet to clear it out 100%. It's, you know, that would be too much. Um, the analogy so I when we, make is, go ahead. When we have something occur again, then we don't need to go into that place of, gosh, I didn't do it right, or gosh, I thought I cleared oh, no. this up and it's still here. We have to understand that this is the onion and we just have to go a little d- deeper. We peeled some exactly. layers, but we need to go and peel some more. Exactly. But what we have found uh, uh, is that, um, you know, when people come to a workshop and they spend a whole weekend working on a particular issue, the, um, the difference between the energy they had around that issue on the Friday when they came in, which is usually around 90, 95%, sometimes even 120, uh, on Sunday afternoon when I say, how much negative energy do you have around that issue now, they'll go down to 5 or 10 or even 0. And that figure holds because we've checked up over uh, periods of six months to a year and we ask the same question and usually they can't remember what numbers they gave and they're almost identical. So that it, it is a permanent shift. It's not one of those situations where you go back on a Monday morning and then you're just back to where you were before on that particular issue. Of course, there may be many other issues that, that still are there to be healed, but that one issue usually is uh, is dramatically affected. How much of our life force energy gets expended just by staying locked in a story? I think it's a huge amount of, of our energy, of our life force, and it accounts for, for much of our ill health. Um, the way we first started using radical forgiveness, how I developed radical forgiveness, was working with cancer patients. And uh, what, we, what this, the research shows pretty clearly is that uh, there is a tendency for those people who... Um, tend to hold on to their uh, lack of forgiveness or their anger or their rage and then repress it, are more likely to get cancer than other people who who express their feelings and don't repress it. So so that's how we really develop radical forgiveness um, as a way to help people heal from that or to prevent it or to stop it recurring. 
and in the even in the first chapter with your sister, you explain that to her that you had one relationship and it it was experienced in this way, trying to show you this scenario that you didn't heal through, and now you're in this next marriage, and you're being given a very similar uh, kind of dynamic um, with slightly different circumstances, but basically healing to heal the same issue. If you don't listen, if you don't move forward, then you're likely to create a disease so that you eventually do listen. And even then, some people don't get it, because it it does require the willingness and the choice. Yes, it does. I mean, and and that level of awareness. But what we found with the cancer folks was that, that that level of awareness, once they got it, uh, made a huge difference to how they went through the cancer process itself. They went through with a totally different attitude towards it and um, and a totally different and, attitude towards life. And it probably made either the process more gentle to have to move through or in some cases even supported healing and remission in those cancer patients. Absolutely. And it lightened up the process for them. They stopped feeling so heavily heavily victimized and realized that they had some hand in creating it and that uh, and that there was an opportunity for them to grow through it. I'm with Colin Tipping, author of Radical Forgiveness, a revolutionary five-stage process to heal relationships, let go of anger and blame, and find peace in any situation. His website, RadicalForgiveness.com, has the book that you can get. It has workshops. There's even a certification program to become a practitioner of Radical Forgiveness. Colin shares with us a four-step energy process where you simply can ask yourself or say to yourself, look what I have created. The second step is to go into, not to go into and understand your feeling and judgments about it and love yourself anyway. And understand that the situation that is occurring is perfect just as it has happened. Finally, the fourth step is to choose peace. RadicalForgiveness.com. I urge you to definitely look up this website. Uh, Colin Tipping is the is recognized as one of the most powerful leading edge creators of this work and has created this book, Radical Forgiveness, which has sold more than 100,000 copies in the U.S. and become an international bestseller. With his wife, Joanne, he has co-founded the Georgia Cancer Help Program and Together We Heal, in addition to founding the Institute for Radical Forgiveness Therapy and Coaching. I look forward to helping you understand a little bit more about Radical Forgiveness in our next segment, right after this break. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Radical Forgiveness is a wonderful book and process that can assist you in totally changing your life. It will allow you to transform difficult emotions like anger, fear, and resentment into unconditional love, gratitude, and peace. You can explore five essential stages of radical forgiveness and how they can help you transcend the victim archetype that we all believe we have to live by. We can embrace the inherent perfection of life and truly understand and discover that all of the individuals brought into our life and the circumstances are actually gifts in helping us to evolve and heal and grow. I urge you to look up Radical Forgiveness and really take the time to move through the patterns that are going on in your life so that you can allow yourself to experience more light, more expansion, and more growth. I'm here with Colin Tipping, the author, and we were discussing um, a lot of the book. And one thing that I found really practical and supportive was you have a lot of charts and a lot of diagrams throughout. Um, one that was powerful was the comparison of traditional forgiveness to radical, radical forgiveness. And they are from very different perspectives. One is a very human perspective, and one really comes from that higher self-divine truth perspective. Right. Yeah, they they are indicative of of, the, of two different paradigms. And one paradigm, as you say, is is the, the paradigm really that we've been living in as far as our concepts of reality now for I don't know what would you say many many centuries anyway. Um, and what this is asking us to do is to shift our whole idea of what life is and what and what reality is. And in many cases, what's interesting about this new paradigm is that it's very ancient in the sense that the mystics of the of ages gone by were very clear about this form of reality, that, that what come the, the Renaissance and, and, uh, or the, Reform- uh, yeah, the Renaissance, Renaissance um, fell out of favor and in, um, in, in, in got replaced by scientific thought and the scientific method, which, which only looked at with the material world and, and the material reality, five centuries, five sensory reality. But now the quantum physicists, physicists are bringing out information that ratifies the mystical approach to reality. So it's, it's both ancient and modern. And um, a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, it's... That some people's preference is to look at it from the from the more ancient mystical point of view, a more spiritual standpoint. And, but there's an awful lot of people now that are very interested in the quantum physics aspect of it, that uh, brings it into uh, into modern thinking, and uh, brings those two aspects together, and and really shakes up our whole idea of what reality is. Oh, absolutely. And when you go into such concepts as the biology of our belief and how our thoughts and feelings help to create our physical bodies, it becomes almost imperative that we take ownership for everything that we're thinking, doing, saying, 
believing about our lives and ourselves and the people in our lives, and that's why yeah. it's it's our responsibility to do this work. Yes. And now, it's, it's you such go, a great go opportunity. Ahead. I say it's such a great opportunity to be uh, to open up to all sorts of different possibilities uh, about what uh, our life really means and what our purpose is here. And uh, there's an awful lot of people now, I find, who um, have done well in life and, and are very successful, but there's a part of them that says, but what is my purpose? Why am I here? And I believe that that is part of the awakening process when we begin to awaken to our spiritual selves and the reasons for us being here. Then uh, we're looking for some way of making a difference while we're here. And much of our spiritual growth, it really anchors in being able to go through the heart, to open that doorway to the heart. It seems to me that forgiveness is really the key to that door, because yes. you can't really get the heart opened up unless you're first willing to release yourself from the binds of holding someone else accountable for something that occurred in your life. Yes, that's correct. Um, actually, what it's doing there is, I believe that the heart is the portal through to the spiritual intelligence side of us. So you correct. could say that um, you know our, our mental intelligence helps us in the way that it, it at least gives us a few concepts and ideas to hold on to, but then we drop into the heart to really feel it and to feel the compassion for ourselves, as you say, um, for having created these circumstances, because life is hard. Life is difficult. And so we need to have compassion and mercy for ourselves as well as other people. But then once we allow then our spiritual selves to, to really take over, and to help us to walk through this uh, experience, which you could call an earth walk, if you like, or the human experience, then things seem to work an awful lot better because what our spiritual intelligence knows how to do is to surrender. And that's the last thing the mental part of ourselves wants to do. Our mental Almost definitely. Our intelligence wants to control everything. Spiritual intelligence knows how to surrender. What so, I have discovered... The, in my own forgiveness process, is that when we are doing forgiveness work, so often people begin thinking it's about forgiving the other person. But what you're actually doing is freeing yourself. That forgiveness is a gift to oneself, even more oh, so absolutely. than it is to that other person. Yes. It has nothing to do with the other person, really, um, except that, that once we've done radical forgiveness, we come to a place of gratitude towards that other person for having helped us to come to where we've come to, um, but we're not doing it for the other person. It's a, it's a, I always say it's a selfish act. We're doing it for ourselves, um, and there's no expectation of any return from the other person. That's important, too, because if you forgive, hoping the other person will change, then you're actually doing it out of a sense of manipulation and control. How much uh, does the ego play into this, and why do we create the stories in the first place? Well, uh, I have quite a long story about that, or you know, a theory, or I call it a story rather than a theory that we that we have actually chosen to come into this life experience in order to experience separation as a way to understand what oneness really is, and that um, the only way that we're really going to get what oneness is is to is to experience the opposite of it, which is 
oneness and duality, and this is the perfect place to come to to experience that. And then in order to really uh, leverage that idea, we create these circumstances that will create more separation or different forms of separation. And out of that, we eventually wind up uh, awakening to the fact that this is all just created for our own purpose and our own lessons. And at a certain point in our life, we start to awaken. And we start to realize that what's going on and uh, our ego has been very helpful in creating all these circumstances for us that has provided opportunities to feel separation. But now, once we realize that, that we've completed our need to have any more separation, we can create the life uh, that we really want and, um, and to be awake and to, to take life as it comes without getting victimized by it, walking through life, uh, dealing with it the best we can but without magnifying it into huge dramas, which we have done up to the, to that point of awakening. Does that make sense? And looking, it's a long and story. looking at it from that perspective also, um, as I was hearing you, really takes the heat even off the, the ego side of us because we, we tend to judge somebody or something, and so often in the end one of the steps that people go through is judging themselves that, gosh, yeah. I was the one that thought this or I did this. or And so it, it even takes the blame and the shame off of the ego to really have compassion for the self. Right, right. And for us to have compassion for the ego, because the ego is part of ourselves that, that has, I believe the ego is our friend and that it's really helping us to go through this life experience and get the maximum out of it. And so it's not the enemy, as so many um, spiritual uh, disciplines talk about. I believe it's our friend. But once we have reached this point of awakening, then uh, the ego takes a back seat and the higher self takes over and, um, and, and guides us through the rest of our life experience in the best way possible, uh, usually making a difference to other people. And when people are engaging in the Radical Forgiveness Worksheet, is that something that takes a lot of time? Is it something that, uh, I know you've said sometimes you have to repeat it if the issue keeps arising and it'll allow them to mm -hmm. go more deeply mm -hmm. into the work, but is it something that at first glance someone's going to turn around and say, oh, goodness, this is, this is going too deep, too fast for me? Not really. It's fairly self-explanatory, especially if, you, if you've read the book, then it's going to make perfect sense. Um, if you're absolutely new to it, then uh, then your mental uh, facility is not going to make any sense out of it because it's not meant to appeal to your mental intelligence. It's, a men it's meant to appeal to your spiritual intelligence. So, uh, so there will be a little bit of resistance to it in the first place. But if you if you have a, a reasonable sense of what radical forgiveness is, you can get through it in about 30 minutes, and um, it's not complicated. A lot of the times you simply check off a box, but the, one of the things that we have found is important is to read everything out out loud so that you get the uh, the physical body involved as well because I think the, the physical body is a big part of, of our spiritual intelligence. We get a lot of our communications through the body. I am here today with Colin Tipping, author of Radical Forgiveness. Is there a divine purpose behind everything that happens? If you're willing to embrace that possibility, every aspect of your life can change. This is the theory behind Colin Tipping's revolutionary method for experiencing the freedom, peace, and renewed energy that comes with Radical Forgiveness at RadicalForgiveness.com. We'll be right back with 1111 Talk Radio. 
the new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's sex education like you've never heard before. Want to improve your love life? You know, that love life. Join sexual wellness expert and certified erotic educator Jaya for Sex with Jaya. She'll bring you cutting-edge techniques to expand your erotic repertoire. Jaya will offer advice and speak with guests who will shed light on everything to do with sex. You can even listen together with that special someone. Sex with Jaya is broadcast live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Buy or rent, sell or keep, move up or stay put. So many questions face today's homeowner or prospective homeowner in today's unstable economic market. Learn about the trends in order to make an informed decision. Join host John Schleimer for Housing in America, a program that aims to take the guesswork out of the housing market and answer some of the questions that have been nagging away at you. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network and stay informed. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Radical forgiveness is a revolutionary five-stage process to heal relationships, let go of anger and blame, and find peace in any situation. Colin Tipping is the creator of what has come to be recognized as one of the most powerful, leading-edge technologies for personal and spiritual growth today. In this very simple method, in in this process that you can do yourself, you can create empowerment, forgiveness, and a type of beauty and love in your life that may not have existed before around relationships, circumstances, and an understanding of how we really co-create all of the things that occur in our life. 
I urge you to go to his website, RadicalForgiveness.com, and you can learn more about Colin Tipping and about all of his work. You can also get into things such as Radical Self-Forgiveness, Radical Manifestation, Radical Relationships, Radical Weight Loss, many different things to help you move along your path to empower yourself in quite a few different ways. Uh, Colin, we... As we go through this book and if we look at different sections, there's so much in here, and we really could probably spend a month's worth of shows talking about everything that you're doing. Um, but I want to touch on a few points just to give people uh, an idea as to what some of the other chapters are about. And one of the chapters, you talk about Satori breathwork. Will you go into a little detail about that? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in the last segment, we talked about how important it was to involve the body in some form or another. Um, when you're doing a worksheet, of course, you're writing it. And, but, but I also ask people to speak it out loud so that the voice is involved, so that the throat chakra is involved, because that's where we normally hold an awful lot of our energy. You can't get out through the throat. Um, so it can't be expressed properly. Um, but breathwork is probably the best, um, best way I know of integrating this work at a very deep cellular level. And it is something that you should do with a practitioner, though, it's not a good idea to do it on your own if you haven't had much experience of it because you never quite know where it's going to take you. But um, it's a very powerful way of integrating. Let's say you, you've got the five stages of radical forgiveness. Just to go through them real quickly is tell the story, number one. Number two, feel the feelings. Number three, collapse the story and the energy associated with it. And then number four is to reframe the story in the way that uh, we've been talking about and then the fourth step is to integrate it and that's that's why we always stress that that there needs to be some physical thing that you do to integrate that new reframe that new story or new paradigm so uh, a breathwork is um, um, there are many forms of it out there there's there's, um, holotropic breathwork there's rebirthing um, we just call ours Satori breathwork, um, <clears throat> but um, it's really it's really very powerful. One of the tools. Now, there's also something called a Satori game. Yes, I know. I know that I've had um, a practitioner come to the Believe Center at BelieveSC.com, and she is one of your uh, certified facilitators for radical uh-huh. forgiveness. And um, and that's been an interesting tool that many clients have accessed after they've done some of the work. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, you know, the game is is uh, is a quite extraordinary. Um, it took us about two years to develop it, but we had no idea at the time how powerful it was going to be. And um, it's almost a workshop in itself. It, we always say the game plays you. Um, <laughs> It uh, it seems to have an intelligence all of its own, um, and all the players you know get a great shift out of it. But the interesting thing about it is that it's a great way to introduce radical forgiveness to people who don't know much about it, uh, because they uh, they play the game and it's a lot of fun. But at the same time, they're learning the concepts and getting the experience of forgiveness because almost every time um, they get they get something they get a shift out of it so it's um it's a wonderful game and we're really we're really proud of it and um it's fun to play but it it really is a powerful instrument as well 
What, what I like about that, too, and, and particularly that it's a game, is so often we take ourselves way too seriously. We take oh, yeah. the situations that are, occur in our lives extremely seriously. And, and sometimes we have to let go and, and laugh at a few things, even if it is something that from the human mind perspective seems like a terrible thing. We need yeah. to get to a place where we can view it from that different perspective. So I think that is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 really a lot of fun, and, and but a great learning tool as well. And then you have a chapter that is about the forgiveness rose. Yes, um, th- this is an interesting one. Uh, the, the rose is a symbol of love. So any time that you use that symbol, you're really saying that love is all there is, and, and nothing is more powerful than the rose. And we use it in our workshops in particular for helping people to uh, not take on other people's energy. Because when, when people are venting their stories, some of those stories are pretty horrendous. Um, and we don't want people going home with that story in their energy field. They've got plenty to, to deal with with their own. So what we tell them, we take them through a meditation where we put the rose up in, in their uh, consciousness, so to speak, in, as a visual f- in their visual field, and to know that that rose is protecting them against any sort of uh, energy that, uh, that that would not be healthy for them to to imbibe or take on. So um, so anybody can use that as a, as a way to um, to help them to deal with circumstances in their lives, particularly relationships issues where somebody is being, shall we say, confrontive, um, we show people how to put that rose up, and then you can hear the confront lovingly and uh, without reacting negatively and, and going into uh, a defense uh, kind of situation. And, and it, it has a tendency to diffuse the situation right there and then because you're not, uh, the rose helps you not to empower the negativity. And then you bring, and, and you're bringing love to the situation instead of fear. That's beautiful, and it's so often we have to remember to constantly bring love to situations and not fall yeah. back into that place of fear that yeah. um, we are conditioned into believing is is our truth. Sometimes, um, then the final chapter is awake for the inner child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this and so often our wounds from... are connected to our young child. So that that's who that inner child is, correct? Yes, but it's the inner child that's. That's that's constantly feeling victimized. It's not the happy-go-lucky, you know, uh, uh, um, child that's uh, pure and and innocent. It's the victim, or what I call the whining little brat that never stops uh, complaining that they're that they're victimized. And so, uh, what we do is that we have a meditation where we bring that that part of the inner self to a point where it's no need to continue its, its existence, and we lovingly bring it, have a, have a funeral for it. <laughs> well, kind Colin, of controversial. I, huh? I, I just, we, we are almost out of our time, and I want to express my deep gratitude for the work that you have brought forward and how you've touched so many people's lives. This radical forgiveness work about revealing our story and feeling our feelings and learning how to collapse that story and reframe it is a wonderful, simple, but so powerful tool that it has and will support many, many people. I want people to understand that they can go to the RadicalForgiveness.com website and find out all about this, including workshops and other products that Colin has. 
this is published by Sounds True, and you should go out and get your book and get to work playing in your field and learning all about yourself. It's also available in spoken word audio, I believe. And um, I just want to, again, express my gratitude for having you on 1111 Talk Radio, and I look forward to featuring you in 1111 Magazine in the March-April 2010 issue. Well, thank you for having me. All right. You can connect to 1111 Magazine at 1111mag.com. We are now located uh, in Barnes & Noble in the health and wellness section across the country, so please go out and get your copy. Or you can order subscriptions at 1111mag.com. It is a magazine that helps to support you on your own path of connecting to the great teachers and leaders that can assist you in growing and becoming aware of the many tools and places and people that are on the planet today to support you with the work that they're doing. I hope that you'll access that as a powerful tool for yourself and give it as a gift for someone else if you see someone in need of something inspirational and motivational. I am Simran Singh, and I'm looking forward to having Jan Denise on next week, and I will um, help you learn how to get more intentional and illuminated with her. So we'll look forward to having Jan, and until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.